Therefore, we must pay much closer attention to what we've heard, lest we drift away from it. For since the message declared by angels proved to be reliable in every transgression or disobedience received as just retribution, how shall we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? It was declared at first by the Lord, and it was attested to us by those who heard, while God also bore witness by signs and wonders and various miracles and by gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. And that is Hebrews chapter 2 verses 1 to 4. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Bridge Radio. And we are coming at you from the great state of Texas. I am your host, A.W. Varilla. And in front of me, like always, the president, Steve Den Hartog. What up, everybody? <laughs> and like always, as well, our intern, TD, Tommy Daniels. Lemon pepper. Uh, no, you're not. Flesh. You're no longer lemon pepper. I saw you. I saw you with another type of seasoning that had orange peel in it. And it said like orange something. So I'm you, expanding my market. <laughs> okay. To reach more people. Um so for our listeners, uh, we I love to give a hard time to our intern here. He loves he loves lemon pepper seasoning. He puts it on everything. But yeah, <laughs> well, I'm really ha- I'm glad to have you on. Um, he's been a great blessing to the ministry for sure. But uh, TD, you are our resident news bearer of Bridge. So give us an update of what's been happening. So we have our classes going on. This, um, of course, we have our Book of John study. We have our young adult peer study. And in regards to our peer study, we've actually had some adults ask if we can maybe do a high school class next semester because purity is a hot topic, not just in um, the young adult age, but also high school because I'm being, they're being bombarded by everywhere. Um, but I think the, the most exciting news I have is I'll be meeting up with someone from um, one of the college teams, um, like in a discipleship relationship starting next week. I'm super excited about that. And then, of course, we have our conference coming up, which, um, yes. Yeah, and, our, and tell us a little bit about the Spanish conference. So our Spanish conference is going to be November 19th. Um, we're going to have Juan Sanchez out of Austin. We'll have Pastor Tucker, um, Pastor Eduardo, two local pastors. Um, it's $25 um, if you register online before the 19th, $30 at the door. But register as soon as possible so that way you can have your food reserved. Uh, man, we are so excited for that Spanish conference. Yes. What's it about? Scripture alone and the sufficiency of Scripture. Um, the exact name is Scriptura sola or sola scriptura. Sola yes. scriptura. Yes. So uh, for our Spanish-speaking audience, please, it is very important that you do sign up online uh, so that we can gauge uh, how many people are going to uh, show up. So that we are providing food, it, it will help us out greatly. So again, for our Spanish-speaking community. Um, our Spanish community in Mexico, we are a border town. Please, you know, uh, make sure you guys bring uh, your people over here if you want. I know that we got people crossing the border, but uh, for our local uh, Spanish speaking community, please, please do us a favor and sign up. Uh, please don't forget to sub- subscribe to Apple, Android, Google, and Stitcher Radio. And please visit our website at bridgemenlaredo.org. We are also on Spotify. Uh, again, uh, we're heading towards the end of the year. Uh, we hope to start pumping these out a little bit more uh, as we start getting uh, more guests uh, on. And we'll be celebrating our 200th episode uh, coming up soon. So we're hopefully uh, trying to get a special guest. But uh, 
But today, guys, uh, you guys heard the song. Uh, we are going back in time. All right. 329 years. Today, we're going to be going through the body of the divinity, the body of divinity, excuse me, by the Puritan uh, Thomas Watson. Um, if you haven't listened to our other episodes, please visit our previous episode at 142. It was the first episode, 149, 151, 154. You'll get it. Just follow it on. The last uh, episode we did was uh, several weeks ago. Uh, we were on episode 193. And again, we are super excited as we've been going through this book and being blessed. So let's begin and let's uh, start where we finished off last time. So we are talking about section two or chapter two of his book, God and his creation, the being of God. And the main question is, what is God? And the answer that we're talking about today is the thing expressed, which means that God is spirit. Mm. And so God is essentia spiritualissima. <laughs> I feel Italian. Uh, yeah, you're just busting out the, the Latin there, right? Essentia spiritualissima. So God is spirit. So what do you mean when you say God is spirit? So what do we mean by that? He says, by a spirit, I mean God is an immaterial substance of a pure, subtypal, unmixed essence, not compounded of body and soul with, without all extension of parts. So... God does not have substance, right? Hmm. He goes on to say, the more spiritual God's essence, the more noble and excellent it is. The spirit are the more refined parts of the wine. Hmm. I like that. And then wherein does God differ from the other spirits? Because the angels are spirits, so we must distinguish hmm. spirits. He says, the angels are created. God is a spirit uncreated. The angels are finite and capable of being annihilated the same power which made them is able to reduce them to their first nothing but god is an infinite spirit mm -mm. so we see two different categories of spirits there right yeah uh, and i'm gonna try my latin here he says the angels are confined spirits they cannot be dubus loci simul which means two place at one time mm. are confined to a place but god in his men's spirit and in all place at once. So I really like that because sometimes we forget that angels are created beings. Right. And they are not omnipresent. Yes. They are not everywhere at the same time. Only God has that um, uh, attribute. Including yes. the devil. The devil is not everywhere at all place in the same time, too. That is, and he's a created a created being. He's an angel. He's a fallen angel, which is kind of funny. I don't know if we talked about this, uh, but I've, I mentioned it in, in a couple of podcasts. But it, I saw a video about Vodi, and he was just telling a story how he was at a church, and um, and he was like, visiting around. And it's it's funny that when we go to churches, you know, Everybody's like, the devil is attacking you here. Mm. You know, he's he's after you. And 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 you can look it up and it's kind of funny. He kind of he was just saying, like, well, the devil's not omnipresent. So yeah. there there's churches all over the country saying the devil is at their church. Mm. You know, we know what they're saying that, mm. you know, probably his demon, but there's a lot of people who think that the devil is everywhere. He's not. He's not. He's, I, had, 
he 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 can't be. So he just cracked. It. He he was just saying, hey, like if he's here, he can't be over there. So and so if y'all have him bound, then tell the other church, hey, we have him bound. You don't yeah, have to bind him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Come here and get him, right? Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting, and 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 just remember that the devil cannot be everywhere at one, at the same time. He's not all powerful. He's not all powerful. We're not dualists. We don't believe in two equal powers, right? We believe that God is God. God is infinite. Where do you think that we got that idea that uh that the whole dualist idea that the devil, which he's powerful, is on the same level as God? Yeah. Not sure where that started. I don't know. That'd be a good question. Yeah. So, um so that's just love that he is uh talking about that and then he goes on the angels through the spirits are but ministering spirits hebrews 1 14 though they are spirit they are servants god is a super excellent spirit the father of spirits hebrews 7 9 Mm -hmm. i thought that that wordage of super excellent was interesting and i put Mm -hmm. a question mark by it because i wanted to come back to it and i don't mean to skip too far ahead but a, a little bit down he says um but, um, where he says, thus you see how God differs from other spirits and angels and souls of men. He is a spirit of transcendent excellence, the father of spirits. So by super excellent, like it, it helped clarify it by him saying transcendent excellence. Like the words of super excellent, it just kind of threw me for a loop. Mm-hmm. So he's above us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good stuff. So he goes on to say that the soul is a spirit, Ecclesiastes 11 or 12, 7, the spirit shall return to God that gave it. And then he asks the question, how does God being a spirit differ from the soul? And he goes on to answer, Servetus and Asiander thought that the soul being infused conveyed into man the very spirit and substance of God, but that is an absurd opinion for the essence of God is incommunicable. It can't be transferred, right? It cannot be communicated. In essence, when it is said the soul is a spirit, it means that God has made it intent, intelligible and stamped upon it his likeness, not his essence. And if you guys want to know who uh, Servetus and o- Osiander are, it's Mike Servetus and Andreas Osiander. They are Spanish theologian, a Spanish theologian and a German theologian from the 1500s, just in case you guys wanted to know which Tom Watson is disagreeing with yes. them. And that's an important distinction because some religions and cults teach that we have divinity in us, like we are divine, right? Mm-hmm. But we're not, clearly. Is that the same Michael Servetus that Calvin had so many I believe so, yes. With? Yes, I believe so. But please, for our theologians out there listening, you can, uh, you can you verify, guys, that, you can and verify that and let us know. But uh, I, I I will stand on, on, on what you're saying. I believe so, yeah. So just talking more about the divine nature, he says, but is it not said that we are made partakers of the divine nature? By divine nature there is meant divine qualities. Second Peter 1.4, we are made partakers of the divine nature, not by identity or union with the divine essence, but by transformation into the divine likeness. So sanctification, we're being sanctified and transformed god doesn't give us part of his divinity but it's the qualities right yeah and he goes on to say thus you see how god differs from other spirits angels and soul of men Mm -hmm. he is a spirit of the transcendent excellence the father of spirits 
Amen. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's absolutely um, true. Just because even in um, even in a, a the Hebrew culture, his mm-hmm. own people when they were disobedient had idols and have other gods, mm-hmm. right? They were worship. It. I find it. I was just thinking about this when we we're in systematic uh, this morning as well. It's like how how easily we just create idols mm-hmm. when we are even shown just truth yeah. right and miracles and so, i mean and we're so quick um to um to make idols like was, I, calvin is, said our hearts are idol factories right exactly i was i was hoping that you quote that <laughs> that's like that's like the standard around here from you <laughs> so um i forgot which preacher this was um but i have a quote he says our thirst for god is so powerful that if we do not find the true and living god we will find a cheap substitute, a God substitute. These are called idols. Yeah. Mm. I did fail to mention, uh, if you are following us through the book of Thomas Watson, we are on page 46. Uh, and I forgot to mention that earlier. So we'll now continue. They know. Now they know. <laughs> so he goes on to say, against this, Vorstius and anthropomorphites object that in Scripture... A human shape and figure is given to God. He is said to have eyes and hands. He answers, it is contrary to the nature of a spirit to have a corporeal substance. Um, And then he goes on, bodily members are ascribed to God, not properly, but metaphorically and in a borrowed sense. So what we're talking about here is anthropomorphism, right? It's giving kind of uh, human or physical characteristics to God. Yeah, and... I, I, this is really good here. He says, by the right hand of the Lord is meant his power. By the eyes of the Lord is meant his wisdom. Now that God is, is a spirit and is not capable of bodily shape or substance, it is clear for a body is visible, but God is invisible. Therefore, he is a spirit. First hmm. Timothy uh, 6.16. Yeah. So he goes on, he has some uses for the soul uh, being a spirit, which is the thing expressed is that God is a spirit. So he has a use for that, which is this. Use one, if God be a spirit, then he is impassable. He is not capable of being hurt. Wicked men set up their banners and bend their forces against God. They are said to fight against God. But what will this fighting avail? What hurt can they do to the deity? God is a spirit and therefore cannot receive any hurtful impression. It's futile. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's a God who we serve. He's Mm -hmm. all powerful. Nobody, nobody can beat him. Like we said earlier, the devil, they're not on the same playing field. Is he powerful? Yes. There's nothing. I mean, this is why this is why the demons mm. are afraid of Christ yeah. when they recognize who he is. They proclaim these truths. We see it in Mark, right? Uh, they they are afraid, and they know that their time mm. is gonna come one day that they will be destroyed, and they and they they know it. Have you come and destroyed us before our time? Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. They know that their time is limited. Yeah. Wow, that's that's so good. 
And then he goes on for use too, if God be a spirit, it shows the folly of the papists who worship him by pictures and images. As a spirit, we cannot make any image to represent him. Deuteronomy 4.12, the Lord spake to you out of the midst of the fire, ye, be, ye heard the voice of the words, but saw no similitude. So for you people who have a Jesus picture mm. in your house where his hair looks all nice and finesse and oiled down and long, no, that's not him. You don't worship that. There's no power in that. And and I'm just saying that we live in a, uh, a, a Roman Catholic area, Catholicism rules here. And, and I'm not here to offend anybody. We're just trying to uh, preach truth. And um, and again, putting a picture and worshiping idols or the saints or whatever they are, there is no power in that. They cannot do they cannot do anything. Right. Our hope is in Christ in Christ alone. That's where our salvation is. And um, and we do not need because we don't know what he looks like. Right. I, I want to. There was um, our. I think Eli, Eli, our engineer, we, we were, you showed me a picture a while ago of, of somebody who had put a, a picture of, 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 uh, Ewan McGregor, uh, who played, a uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, mm. uh, on Star Wars. But, uh, they had a picture of him that looked like Jesus in one of these rendering and somebody, I think in the Jehovah witness camp had put it, put that picture in their pamphlet. And and it was like a big running joke that Obi Wan was Jesus, and why I'm I'm just saying that that we who got this image of like yeah of like Jesus and like we just don't know right you know like and I don't know I just needed to put point that out it was it was funny well and I think the same thing can be said for these icons you know that are often revered to the point of worship you know like mm-hmm. crosses yeah. Um, and other things that uh, that can uh, take the place of our worship instead of Christ Himself. But yeah, I mean, I mean, we have we have uh, um, great saints of old, right? That we we enjoy, we um, we read, but we would never put them on any type of pedestal that would that we would idolize. Um, or anything like that, that they have the power to do anything. We, mm. we appreciate, we appreciate the teaching of these men of old, like Thomas Watson, that God in time has given them such a great gift mm. to pro- proclaim these truths. And we get to partake on these things 329 years later yeah. and share it to our worldwide audience. Yeah. And, but I would never, you know, bow down to Thomas Wat- Watson no. Or Augustine, or Calvin, or Sproul, or you know uh, any of the other great uh, theologians of our time, you know, we would no, we just never revere them as a as an intercessor. Yeah, these saints aren't omnipresent like God is, like Thomas Watson is beautifully expounding on. Mm. What else in used to? Do you see anything there, uh, Tommy, that you really like? Um, So I underlined some multitude. I didn't know what that means, Um, but it means no form seen. And which which adds more to the reason why God can't be stopped. It's like mm. you can't see him. You know, how can you stop an an unseen force? You know, God, you can't see that. Um, going back to, to the top um, in use one where he says, how can the wicked with all their forces hurting 
hurt him when they cannot see him. Mm. Hence, all the attempts of the wicked against God are foolish and prove abortive. Psalm 2, 2, 4, the kings of the earth set themselves against the Lord and against his anointed. He that sits in the heavens shall laugh. <laughs> yeah. He's mocking his enemies. Yeah. And then just going back and, and used to, he says, in, in talking about just uh, how uh, we're just joking about the, the picture, but he's Thomas Watson says, how can you paint the deity? Mm. Question. How can you paint a deity? Yeah. Can we make an image of that which we never saw? He just said that. You saw no similitude. Similitude. Thank you. <laughs> God is a spirit. Uh, it's where folly to endeavor to make a picture of the soul because it is a spiritual thing or to the paint or to paint the angels because they are spirit. Mm. So what do you think? Is it okay to have images of Jesus? I'm thinking, for example, The Chosen. Which I would have, I don't think The Chosen is a very good show, but. Yeah, I mean, other than the theological. <laughs> yeah, okay. Pers- is, uh, I would uh, definitely question that, guys. But um, I don't think, is it wrong? I mean, what's the purpose of having the picture if we don't know what he looks like? Like, can, I mean, I find it weird that when people say, I saw Jesus mm. in my dream, and he looks like the painting that everybody else thinks that of Obi-Wan. Right. I, I I don't think that we can, I don't know if I can necessarily say, I'm not saying that Jesus wouldn't, you know, um, what's the, pur- I, I would say, what's the purpose of having a picture of, of Jesus, right? And can we, can we paint the, can we paint a picture of what we think of him? I don't think that that's not, and I don't think that's wrong, but what's the, um, I mean, I, I think even in the medieval times when we see, um, or out of the Renaissance, we see all this, uh, great, uh, religious, uh, artwork coming out. I'm, I've been to the Chicago art Institute and I'm blown away like how realistic some of these paintings, mm. they're just religious paintings. They're, they absolutely blow my mind, uh, on the detail. So in, and I, and I think that they're, I'm a visual person and I think that, uh, that's good, but I think that our imaginations can easily sweep us away into another area and looking at, uh, pictures of, you know, angels or, or demons like demon, they make de- demons with horns and tail. I mean, that's just coming out of, uh, you right. know, a, a, yeah. a period. I mean, angels are beautiful, mm. you know? Uh, we we get these descriptions and revelation of some things that are just very weird, but you know, like I don't, the 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 angels are beautiful. They're not horns and right. and dark and red. I guess I said too much. <laughs> no, but it's interesting. It's uh, I think they can easily become something that we venerate, and as opposed to you know keeping our focus again on the fact that God is spirit. Yeah. But you know, uh, I would like to hear from our our audience what they think about that. It'd yeah. be it'd be interesting uh, conversation. So, so for our listeners, wh- what do you think about having yeah paintings out there? Let us know. Let us know. So the next section is: Are not angels in Scripture represented by the cherubim? There mm. is an imago personae et officii. 
Look at you. How about that? That was really good. There is the image of the person and the image that represents the office. Mm. The cherubims did not represent the person, persons of the angel, but their office. The cherubims were made with wings to show the swiftness of the angels and discharge of their office. And if we cannot picture the souls nor the persons of angels because they are spirits, much less can we make an image or picture of God who is infinite and the father of spirits. I mean, Isaiah got to see Hmm. what that looks like, you know, and they were there to cover the face, Hmm. the feet, I believe. Um, But whatever he saw there, you know, with the description of the cherubim was very majestic. And I'm sure, I'm sure very scary with the presence of the Lord being that there, but um, the sinful person you know, which completely got melted away and destroyed yeah. upon seeing that. Mm. Yeah, it it undid him. It, un- it undo him. <laughs> oh, man. Can we make that a shirt? God undid me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he goes on to say, uh, we cannot picture the soul nor the person of, an, of angels because they are spirit. Much less can we make an image or picture of God who is infinite and the father of spirit. Mm. God is also an omnipresent spirit. He is present in all, all places. Uh, Jeremiah 23, 24. Do not I fill heaven and earth, saith the Lord. Therefore, being everywhere, everywhere present, it is, it is absurd to worship him by an image. Wow. Mm. That's, uh, that's really good. So, yeah, he says, were it not fool, a foolish thing to bow down to the king's picture when the king is present, so it is to worship God's image when God himself is present. <laughs> yeah. So well put. Yeah. So well put. So true. Yeah. Do, do we feel... I, I'm guilty of this, right? Like, I, at, at times in my life, I feel that God is just far away and distance. Yeah. You know? But he's not far away from his people, Amen. from his children. And why would, why would, I mean, I can't say it any better than what he just said. Why would you ever bow down to the king's picture when the king is present? And not only present, he is with us. He is in us, right? Through yes. the presence of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. So we don't have to go somewhere to worship the Lord. Not that it's not good to go get together mm-hmm. on Sunday to worship together. But we don't have to go somewhere specific like they did, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, when they went to the tabernacle or go to the synagogue because we have God with us now. So we don't need, again, we don't need to worship an image. We don't need to venerate any specific icon. We have, and we shouldn't because those are all idols. We have God. We can worship him at any time. Mm. He goes on to say, how then shall we conceive of God as a spirit if we may make no image or resemblance of him? We must conceive of him spiritually. And his attributes, his holiness, justice, mm. and goodness, which are the beams by which is his divine nature shines forth. We must conceive of him as he is in Christ. Christ is the image of the invisible God. Colossians 1.15. Do you want to get an idea of God? Look at Christ. Mm. Look no further. Set the eyes of your faith on Christ mm. as the God-man. Mm. That was a very 
uh, important topic when we were uh, on that subject uh, several weeks ago uh, in systematic theology. You know, the importance of Jesus Christ as the God man. In Christ, we have some uh, sparklings of the divine glory. In him, they there is an exact re- uh, resemblance of all his father's excellencies. The wisdom, love, and holiness of God the Father shines forth in Christ. John 14, 9. Yes. He that has seen me has seen the Father. Amen. So we need to, if we need to know who God is, we need to look at Jesus. Mm-hmm. Hebrews 1, 3. It says, He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. Mm-hmm. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. Um, the last part of the uses here is use three. If God be a spirit, it shows us that the more spiritual we grow, the more we grow like to God. How do earth and spirit agree? Philippians 3.19, earthly ones may give for their crest the mole of a tortoise that lives in the earth. What resemblance is there between an er earthly heart and him who is a spirit? The more spiritual anyone is, the more like God. Hmm. And it, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say it's very popular in culture today. Well, I'm, I'm not religious. So I'm, I don't do religion, but I'm spiritual. But here, Thomas Watson saying like true spirituality is to become more like God. Because a lot of people will say, oh, I'm, I'm just spiritual. Well, what does that mean? Let's define that. Yeah. Yeah. That's- and what does it mean to be more spiritual? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, how do we how do we know what it means to be more spiritual, to be more so that we can be more like God. We know that through his word, right? And his word is the word of Jesus, you know? So if we want to truly be more spiritual and be more like God, we need to to make sure that what we're believing and what we're living is according to the word that he gives us. I just think this is probably a good place to stop because we, we're now going to be switching uh, what is it to be spiritual so I think it would be a good uh, segment for the next one. And, and I think we, we stop here as we were talking about angels, the image of God. And then uh, on the next episode, we'll be talking about, talking about what is it to be spiritual. And as Thomas Watson will define that on pages uh, 48, 49, and uh, beginning parts of 50. Yep. So... What do you guys think? Let's do it. Let's do it. Well, guys, um, this is really interesting. I, 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 I think that uh, um, just touching on the image of who uh, Christ is, who God is, God is spirit, uh, defining who angels are and what they're not, uh, I think is very important, especially in, uh, a, I believe, here in a culture here in Laredo where we we give a lot of president precedence to angels mm-hmm. um that uh that sometimes we don't completely pay attention that um we'll focus on the angels and kind of have jesus in the background you know um like the angels are doing the work and yes they are but the one who is sending them to do the things that they are um uh doing you know in in on this earth or yeah we talked about what hebrews said about 
they are ministering ministering spirit. Yeah, I mean we see it all over the Bible. I think uh, I think it was R.C. Sproul who said uh, uh, we hear uh, the Bible talks more about angels than it does about love, hmm. which is really really interesting. Not that, but I mean we we see how angels are involved in the Bible. But For, do we do we take seriously how? much they do and how mm. how uh, integral they are to our our life as Christians our sanctification you know I wonder I wonder if we if we kind of disregard them and because there's a whole spirit realm that's out there that yes. we can't see that we can't even begin to imagine you know I mean I wonder how many times I've been spared from something because of yeah, the work of angels. You know, not yeah. only sin, but maybe even physical harm. Yeah, you know? and and we would never know uh, on this side, uh, but they're there. But again, those <laughs> we don't we don't worship them. We don't mm. you know they're there, and and we even see in Revelation when John tries to bow down to an angel, and he rebukes John. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like, get up right away. Don't do that. Um, and again, let's make sure that we are our focus is on Christ and Christ alone. He's our mediator. He's our intercessor. Uh, he's our savior. And 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 it's great to talk about. I mean, I think uh, talking about angels is a fun topic, and and their work in 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 in, in the spirit realm and the physical realm. Because uh, we do see them in the Bible take physical form mm. to do the work of God, but you know, we can we can leave it at that and just focus on Christ. We want we never want to replace Christ as the focus of worship. Yes, with something else. Well, guys, uh, that was a really really fun episode. Um, please please don't forget to follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And like we always uh, like to end the show, we always end the show this way. What is your only comfort in life and in death that I am not my own, but belong body and soul in life and in death to my faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. To next week. Next week.